welcome to season two, episode seven of Spaceball, the Sideline Network's very own baseball theme podcast. Each week, I will throw nine pitches in the internet's own Austin space as we break down what's been going on in Major League Baseball over the past two weeks. Before we get right into the show, Mr. Space, how you doing? I am, uh, whew, been quite a whirlwind. I'm doing okay. We're recording earlier this week, so I want to thank you because uh, as I announced on last episode, I am relocating to Tampa. Um, I'm all done packing, basically. Um, I've got the apartment, new apartment set up, got the mover set up. Now it's just, you know, getting stuff in boxes and living like an Amish person for a few days before I actually, well, for a day before I move down tomorrow. So that's pretty exciting. Are you, are you looking forward to it? Big time. Oh, big time. It's been, um, it's been crazy. Um, but you know, how it is like moving, moving's terrible. You know, it's the worst thing in the world. Yeah. It's like when you, when you get sent to hell, you probably are always moving. It's yes, like, actually that's, that's a very good point. Like the devil sets you, you go see the devil and then he's like, got these demons there and he's like, okay, uh, we got you in a room. It's going to be 23. You're going to be going there. Just take a left, go out. You know, he puts you in there. And then like five days later, it's like, all right, pack your stuff. You got to move again. Now we move. And they just constantly do that for eternity, you know? Yeah. No moving. The last time I moved, I said, I will never do this again. Or if I do have to move again, I'm going to hire people to do this for me. So you didn't hire movers? No. Oh, mm. no, no. And I, I swore to myself, I don't care if I go bankrupt hiring movers, I'm going to hire movers next time because it's just the stress. It's overwhelming. And it's just a miserable experience all around. Did you even hire labor? So you're just moving stuff with your friends and family and just whatever. Yep. Oh, yep. Rented God. a truck and loaded it all up in the truck and uh, drove it to the house. And yeah, nope. no, I've, well, I've, I mean, I have had, I've had to do cross state moves. So I'm basically moving from Panama city to Tampa, which I just did like Tampa to Panama city like two years ago. And it's like, I mean, that's impossible. You know, I had to do it, it but, it, but I'd imagine it's not even that bad. Like I'm on the expensive end. You're just going to be moving within an hour, right? To where your next destination is probably, right? Probably, yeah. I mean, whenever that happens, if it happens. It's worth the expense. I'll tell you that right now if you have to move again. It's worth the expense. Um, But yeah, so I'm I'm basically all packed up here. It's been a little weird because I'm like half watching baseball, paying attention on my phone here and there. Um, But yeah, so I'm just kind of doing that, getting ready, and hopefully I'll have the new studio set up before the playoffs start. So I'm going to be fully moved in uh, middle of July, basically. So nice. <laughs> as soon That's as we don't get, yeah, as soon as we get done recording here, I'm tearing down this computer. I got to put it in boxes and put it in my mom's house for two weeks and then bring it over there. <laughs> so you're going to see me in a variety of settings for a little bit, sir. That's exciting. I'm, I'm down. How are you doing? What's, yeah. How are you doing? What's happening with you? I'm good. Yeah. I can't complain. Uh, you know, the Yankees still suck and um, I'm a little upset about it, but outside of that, you know, Things are good. Weather's okay. nice up in Connecticut. Finally, you know, we're having consistently nice weather now. Summer's oh, here, so it's good. Yeah, get some rain the other day, but uh, now it's uh, now it's doing okay. Well, good to go. Oh, and a couple of things I want to follow up on before we get into the show. So first, uh, you know, because we always talk about how like I I get a pass for everything. I'm wearing a backwards hat now. Okay, now I listened to Richo and Lala. And you gave him a lot of ish for wearing a backwards hat. Now, I will say this. I wear the backwards hat normally. Like, so I used to always be a backwards hat kind of guy. Always. That's why and I don't say anything to you about it. Because I always was? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's, di- it's different when you 
when you always if if you always wore your hat, you know, yeah. like a normal person, right. and uh, all of a sudden out of nowhere, like rich, oh, you decide to put it backwards. Yeah, no, I'm gonna kind of look at you sideways and be like, well, what are we doing here? Why, why are you oh, changing I your see. look? See, yeah, so like that—that's what Rich. Rich likes to jump on to like bandwagons of ideas of things, but pretends that it's his idea. Now, so it'd be like if I just showed up and all of a sudden I was wearing like a suit. You'd be like, "What?" You know, because right. I don't do. Yeah, that. every time we go out, all of a sudden you're wearing suits. After a while, I'd kind of pull you aside, be like, "Fuck you doing?" Yeah, where's what your you T-shirt? Where's your okay? Right, like yeah, exactly. But there is a practical reason when I do it because because then remember this whole thing where it's like, oh, you're too old to wear the backwards hat, whatever, which is whatever. I don't really care. But I have wore the frontwards hat now because part of it is you're driving, you know, so you don't want the bill in the back. You want to like rest your head up. So that's a problem. But the mic. So if I wear it in the front here, it's going to hit this mic. Mm -hmm. You know, so I got to do this, you know, Fernando Rodney thing. Yeah. Uh, So the the thing about it, though, is when Rich wears his hats, his the bill of his hat is never low. It's always like sticking up. Oh, so he's got this high. This yeah, thing he, going? yeah, he does That's, the high thing. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. he doesn't have the excuse that, you know, at least your reasoning is sound and it makes sense. <laughs> it was just a, Richard now also, just doesn't. Now, I also want to call out this. Um, uh, believe me, it was, it was no wildness about my injury when I was on the IL two weeks ago. No wildness going on at all. It wasn't like this thing where I was playing Guitar Hero or something. But I, I wish it was a funny story. I really do. Okay. And I would tell you the truth. I would tell you the truth. But I literally slept on it so weird. And it was, there's a muscle in the front of my neck. And I literally did it. Look, so, man, I believe you. Yeah. Rich watches weird porn. And I think that's part of the problem. That's why. And we're referring, by the way, for anyone who doesn't know yeah. or hasn't figured it out yet. Rich and Lala. Check it out. Rich yeah. likes to just call out everybody on this network whenever he can take pot shots. And he was trying to take pot shots at Austin, who was under the weather a couple of weeks ago because he I, I did was something to himself while he was okay. sleeping. Yeah, I, I literally was feeling But I, I was like, it's like somebody I, I said, it's like somebody just punched me in the middle of my throat. Now, I asked my girlfriend, I said, hey did I offend you and you just beat me up in the middle of the night? And she did not. I mean, that's a possible thing too. I don't know. I was unconscious during the whole thing. So that's a possibility. Don't think it was. I probably would have woke up. Um, but no, I think I literally slept on it wrong because I need a body pillow to sleep. I think that's really what happened. But I'll tell you, if, if it was an interesting story, I'd tell you, I, I would tell you, you know, I, I'm not, I'm not a very, I'm pretty open. I'm pretty open person, you know, Oh, see, I trust you. I mean, so Thank no you. worries. No worries. You don't, you don't you. explain yourself to me. I'm not well, a psychopath. I just want to explain it to the audience. Well, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. All right. So for those of you who are new to this podcast, the show yeah. is broken up into three segments. The first is, did I get this right? Which is my opportunity to state my opinion on a particular baseball matter. And Austin will tell me if I'm on the right track or where I went wrong. The second segment is the main course of the show where I will throw nine pitches to Austin. And finally, the third and final segment is our final thoughts, which will be Austin's opportunity to discuss any baseball topics that I may have overlooked along with the fantasy update. Now we're going to jump into the first segment. The first segment this week for did I get this right is going to be a little bit different because I'm going to ask Austin if my all-star ballot is correct. So I don't have a specific topic. We're just going to give delve out really our, uh, our all-star votes here. Why don't we, um, why don't we do it like um, position by position? 
you know? Cool. I like that. And yeah, for the record, I gave LaValle homework on this whole thing. I was like, all right, Lala, you got to do He's like, yep, I got it. And I'm like, okay, cool. Because uh, now's the time. All-star break is right around the corner, guys. So, Right. So you want to you kick off the AL or the NL? Where do you want to start? Um, let's... Uh... Let's do the let's do the AL. Well, no, let's do the NL because we're we are AL people. Let's do the NL. Just know we don't have a DH, obviously. So cool. All right. So for first base, I have Max Muncy. Max Muncy. Okay. Uh, he is leading it right now. Um, I did not pick Max Muncy. Okay. Uh, who do you think I picked? I have no idea. Uh, picked, Freeman. No. Um, where did he go? Actually, is he not? Oh, it's up here. I picked Jesus Alga, Aguilar, man. Like, no, I just think, I, th- I I mean, nobody's really picking him. I mean, the guy, I think he has the best batting average. Yeah, he does. He is, well, second to Colin Moran, who's actually on my fantasy team, Colin Moran. Um, but Colin's, like, hurt a lot. But with the exception of Colin Moran, Jesus Aguilar has the best average. He has 12 home runs and 49 RBIs. So I think, they, like, I'd take that over Max Muncy right now. I really would, but, but it's like, to be fair, it's kind of slim pickings for the first base national league. All right. So second base, I have Marcus. Oh, I'm sorry. Wrong, wrong list. Adam Frazier. Adam Frazier. I almost picked. I like that pick. He's second. Um, I almost picked him, but guess who I picked? <laughs> um, did you take Ozzy? No. I took our boy, Gene Segura. You know what I'm saying. <laughs> but Gene Segura's having a good year. 332, 20 RBIs. And uh, Adam Frazier, um, he was my second pick. I, I literally was like flip a coin here. Um, I like Adam Frazier a lot too. They both deserve to be on the all-star team in my opinion. Third base, I have Chris Bryant. Chris Bryant's the pick for sure, man. He's uh, part of the reason why the Cubs are still in it, man. 292 batting average, 13 homers, 39 RBIs. I think he's... I think he is the standout one. Um, yeah, to me. And you can always chime in if you're like, oh, I almost flipped on this guy too. You know, let me know. But not. I thought that was an easy one for, for him. Uh, shortstop, Fernando Tatis. Yeah, I think that's an easy one too. Fernando right. Tatis Jr., man. He's the guy. Uh, catcher, I took Posey. That's another uh, easy pick. I, there is somebody else. Yadier Molina deserves to be on the team as well. Oh, absolutely, yeah. I mean, Yadier's numbers are solid. Yes. Um, Again. Consistent Hall of Famer. Um, he's obviously the second best. Omar Narvaez is actually not doing so bad either. Uh, he's on my fantasy team. Um, but it's without question Buster Posey deserves to start. All right. So then for my three outfielders, I took Jesse Winker, mm-hmm. Ronald Acuna Jr. Yep. And Nick Castellanos. Hey, weirdly enough. We lined up on that one, which it's nice. really odd for the outfielder. Uh, you were uh, sold on Winker uh, at the start of the season. I'm with you there. Castellanos and Winker absolutely deserve to be on that. The Reds are weirdly in it. And I did go with Acuna Jr. for sure. Um, because, I mean, Acuna Jr. could, depending on where Atlanta lands, he could win MVP for sure. Um, yeah. Anybody else you were like thinking on the fence about there? Um, for the uh, for the outfield? Yeah. Marte, uh, maybe. Let me pull it up again because I did have somebody else that was on my potential. Uh, Marte, maybe. 
Yeah. No. Um, I also, to be honest with you, I, I had Charlie Blackman. Yeah. Blackman's having decent season on there um, as well. And he'll probably uh, make it. Cole Calhoun isn't doing mm-hmm. too bad either. Cole Calhoun can make it too, you know? So. Um, but I love those three. Those are the three. That's so funny. Good, good for the, the Reds in their outfield this year. They both deserve to be on the team and they, they deserve to start for sure. Actually, I put those two over Acuna to start. Oh, I would too. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But, yeah. So for the AL first base, I think this one's pretty easy. Vlad. It's so easy. Vlad Guerrero Jr. is the best offensive player in baseball right now. He's number one. I looked at this up. I was like, he's ranked number one. You know how they do concurrent things in fantasy? He's number mm-hmm. one. Vlad Guerrero Jr. is betting 333 with 22 home runs and 56 RBIs. If he doesn't get MVP, it's because Toronto doesn't make the postseason. If it ended today, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. And I, I know he's on a decent line of team, but this guy, have you, 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 you've watched this guy hit, have yeah. you? Because he's in the A. It's ridiculous. Yeah, he's incredible. He tied up the game. I was watching a Boston Toronto game. He ties up the game. It's just 343. You know, he dropped like 20 something pounds in the offseason. I mean, this, and you have to imagine the pressure on this guy is ridiculously unfair considering oh, his yeah. Hall of Famer dad. But I mean, whatever. Also, shout out to Yuli Guriel. Um, if it wasn't for Vlad Guerrero having this stupidly good year. It probably might even be Yuli Gurriel who's also doing really well. Um, I would like to see Trey Mancini. I know he's not what it, but he probably gets some, we love this guy votes. He's batting mm-hmm. 277. He's got 12 homers, 49 RBIs. I mean, comeback player of the year right here. I'd love to see him uh, maybe make a shot at the, uh, at that too. But I mean, Vlad Guerrero has got to start, man. I mean, it's ridiculous, ridiculous. Uh, so for second base, I have his teammate, Marcus Simeon. Hey, man, I picked Marcus Simeon too. Mark, I got a little soft spot for him because um, he was on my fantasy team. I picked him lower in the draft and he's up there. Altuve is also having a decent year, um, but I got to go with Simeon, man. I mean, he's kind of came in there for Toronto. George Springer's still out. Uh, he's going to be coming back soon, batting around fifth. But Springer was the leadoff hitter and Simeon has been that. And he's been really great. 289, 16 homers, 38 RBIs out of your second baseman. I mean, I mean, granted that lineup is nuts in Toronto, but shout out to Simeon. Good for him. Um, good for him in taking on a different role that he probably wasn't thinking going into the season. Third base. I have Devers. It's gotta be Devers, man. I like Devers. Um, this one I felt was a little bit easier to be honest. I didn't think it was close. Yeah. I, I don't actually, I don't think third base or shortstop are close. And I, I think I know who you got for shortstop here. Yeah. Xander. It's Xander Bogarts. It's weird. We have Toronto and, and Boston on different sides of the infield. Uh, I've said it before, and maybe now he's finally getting his due. Xander Bogarts at one point to me was one of the most underrated players in baseball because of all the flashy names that started short. You know, he doesn't flip bats like Tim Anderson. He is so mild-mannered, never argues, plays the game, good defense, uh, doesn't really strike out puts in great at bats. Uh, I love Bogart, but we actually have some good talent in there. You know, I see Tim Anderson is finishing there, but, but I got to go with, I got to go with Xander there for sure. Uh, for catcher, I have Perez. It's gotta be Perez. I think that's the standout player um, for sure. Easily in the, uh, 
I don't think anybody comes close there. Vasquez maybe, but it's, it's gotta be Salvador Perez, 287 batting average, 17 dingers and 45 RBIs That's for Kansas city. Come on, man. He's, he's always been a good, decent uh, catcher played uh, for Kansas city for a long time. And then for my outfield, I have Aaron judge, Alex Verdugo and Cedric Mullins. Wow, dude, this is crazy. I went judge. I went Mullins who, by the way, nobody talks about Mullins. No. Um, and they should. On so let me, let me go. Where is Cedric Mullins? Like, is he even getting votes? Cause I really think he need, I got to find him. Where's he? He's not, he's not even placing in votes. The guy's batting three fifteen, nine homers and 19 RBIs in Baltimore, in Baltimore. Exactly. Um, judge for sure. I almost went with Verdugo. Verdugo would be my fourth guy. And I think he deserves to be on the team, but I went with, uh, where is he? I got to find him. I went with Teoscar Hernandez, who's batting 298 with 10 homers and 41 RBIs. Um, and Verdugo, Verdugo's right there. Verdugo's fourth there. I mean, but Teoscar's really there. Anybody else you felt like, ugh, you know, that, uh, that was probably the toughest one I had. Adelos Garcia. Adolos was... Garcia, rookie of the year candidate for sure. Um, you know? And then obviously, I mean, even though he's injured, I mean, Trout, <laughs> Trout's numbers are still insane. And I know he hasn't oh, played in it's, a while. He's not gonna. I'm not even like the, it was the same thing with like Byron Buxton. I was like, yeah, he's hurt, and I would have loved to see it. Um, but I do like Odolis Garcia. I would love to see him in there. He was the guy recently got traded. He's going to be a, uh, and they have to have somebody representative. He, he's probably going to represent Texas anyway, right? You know? Um, but Texas and- is like another great offensive player in this loaded Toronto lineup, you know. Uh, but I don't think he gets, I don't think he gets a lot of accolades either. You know, they got Bo Bichette and Vlad Guerrero and Biggio and, you know, he's it's a guy. To, it's easy to overlook him. Oh, big time. Especially in this loaded lineup. Um, but Verdugo's having a great year too. I love Verdugo's like probably my favorite player in the Red Sox. I, I love watching him play. He's so fun. So good. And then for the DH, cause it's the American league. Yeah. I have JD Martinez, man. And honestly, yeah. I don't see how it's even close. Uh, Jordan Alvarez, maybe, um, but I got to go with JD. I, I think he had a phenomenal start, chip on his shoulder, came into Boston. He's the DH. I think he's the best DH in baseball. Um, yeah, Jordan Alvarez, maybe, but it's it's got to it's got to be JD. It's got to be. I mean, he's been three oh nine. He's been thirteen home runs, forty. Was it forty one or forty four RBI? Forty one RBIs. 40, I yeah. mean, mm-hmm. it's just not even close. Like I see that. Um, Otani's got like the leading vote getter, but I don't I mean, know why. I don't. Well, I, mean, I do know why, but I it's it's JD. JD's better. I I I I put Alvarez over Otani. I would too. I think his numbers are better. Hmm. Hmm. You know, I want. I mean, Otani probably just. I mean, he's going to be on the team, and you just do whatever you want with him. That'll be fun. But uh, um, I don't know how much they'll like that though. You know. You know, it would be right, interesting. Man. Well, I mean, we were, the front derby and, you know. we were actually pretty, uh, we were on the same page for the most part of this. We were I'm very, very about. close, especially yeah. with their outfield picks, you know? Yeah. Anybody else you felt like, ah, oh, should have been stuck. Like my big one was Verdugo for me, but you had him. And, uh, I just, not really, man. I mean, okay. I think it, 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 when I was going through it and I was looking at the numbers, I mean, most of these positions, it's pretty cut and dry who deserves yeah. to be there this year and who doesn't. It's not like there's, you know, this a whole bunch of snubs that people are, are going to be really pissed off about that, that won't make it. 
Um, you know, but again, it's a popularity contest and we know that too. So there might be a couple players that should be in that aren't, but for the most part, if people are actually doing their homework, it's not that difficult to pull up stats and to just to take a look because a lot of these, a lot of these players, the reason why they're, or the reason why I pick them anyway is because their numbers are through the roof compared to their competition. It, um, it's going to be interesting to see, like, there's always going to be snubs after every all-star game. It'll be interesting to talk about those. Um, but so far, I think, um, if we're just looking at the rankings and what people are putting in there, people are for the most part, got it pretty close to right here, you know? So man, Vlad Guerrero, man, love watching him hit. What a, what a treat it's been to see him perform. I saw him, um, when he was doing his, um, I, when I went to the uh, all-star game in 2017, they do a futures league or futures one. And they have like two managers, uh, ball players, like manage it or former ball players, man. And uh, I saw Vlad Guerrero jr. Uh, play in that, which was really cool in 2017. So, and here he is easily going to get to the all-star game for sure. Oh yeah. Is he taking part in the home run derby? love to see him do it. I don't know if they want him to, but I would love to see him do it. And uh, you know, his dad would be like, go for it. Although I, I got to look into it. I don't think his dad did really well in there. Um, but who, I don't know. They change how they do the home run derby every year. It used to be like captains used to be, it's so dumb. So I don't know how they're going to do it this year. I'm sure they're going to, they're going to have a Colorado representative. So they're going to have that. But other than that, who knows? So. All right, let's jump right into the main segment of the show, our nine pitches. Fastball for you. What move would you like to see the Red Sox make at the trade deadline? Okay. If it was me. Yes. Um, there's two things that the Red Sox should do. They should either go for a starting pitcher um, and possibly add some depth, some speedy depth. Um, I don't know who specifically they would go after, but the, the, one of the struggling parts is the leadoff hitter position there. They've tried different players. Nobody's really taking that role. Um, so they need to work on that. But I still think the starting rotation does need to figure it out. Eduardo Rodriguez has not been good. He's not been good as of late. He had a hot start and then really faded off. Then you have Martin Perez. Um, Evaldi's been fine. Pavetta's been fine. Um, sale presumably will come in and bolster that. But again, I don't know if we can rely on that. I would focus on starting pitching and then I would also get maybe some sort of, you know, C grade speedy Dave Roberts, like uh leadoff hitter. That's what I would like to see from Boston. All right. Curveball. So there was an article that I read about Jason Veritek being interested in becoming a manager. He's currently game He's currently the game planning coordinator, which was a position created for him by the Red Sox. Do you believe he would be a successful manager? And if so, is there a team right now that you think he would be perfect for in uh, as their manager? Well, uh, I'm not really sure. Well, first of all, to answer your uh, part one of that question, absolutely. I'm actually surprised it's taken this long. When Jason Veritek was in his heyday being an all-star being the captain, the last acting captain of the Boston Red Sox, um, which was well-deserved, I think, at the time. Um, Jason Veritek, to me, was running the pitching, basically, even over the pitching, like, obviously they had it, but he was the guy running everything. 
So it just made sense. And then slowly, I guess it's just because of his disinterest. I always looked at him and said, this guy would be an excellent manager. Catchers often do. So I believe that. I don't know when it'll happen. He's doing a great job with what he's doing now. Um, I think he would be an interesting manager. Maybe, maybe the Mets would be interested. That would be, that would be a team that I think would be interested. Um, that'd be an interesting fit. Yeah. You know, because they were sort of in between after Beltran and everything. Um, I kind of like that fit. I, th- I think that would be interesting if the Mets did something there. I don't think they're going to do it, but I think, I don't know who knows. Maybe they will. They fire everybody. They fired Chili Davis. So maybe, but um, yeah, that might change the culture a little bit. Who knows? Who knows? I like that. What do you think of Veritech? I've, 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 I've managerial. He, he's, I think he'd be, I think he'd be great. I just, I, I think he would be very successful wherever, whatever franchise he ended up going to. Um, yeah. I, I think that whomever decided to, to snatch him up would be, would be in a good place with him. Yeah. Fastball. Major League Baseball announced that players caught with foreign substance will face a 10 game suspension with pay. Do you think this is a severe enough punishment? I don't understand the with pay part. I remember that. Um, I, I know, I know it's a 10 game thing, but I don't know like what goes on there. Does it because if you, if you're a second offender, do you get more games? Like, I just don't understand the with pay thing. I'm like, if you're going to suspend the guy, suspend the guy, yeah. suspend the guy without pay. Why are you still paying him? That's like a vacation. He's not, that's not really, you're not really doing anything. You're giving yeah. the guy a 10, a 10 game suspension. He's still getting paid. If you think that's going to prevent pitchers from using that stuff, it's not. Uh, I just, I feel like baseball is, is, is really doing a terrible job at this. It's a mess. It's a mess. It's a sticky situation. You could say it's, (laughs) I don't know. It, It is what it is. We'll see. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. I wasn't like super on board with this going into it, but we're already here. So fine. You know, <laughs> what do you, you know, um, but we'll talk more on that later. I've got some more heavier opinions on that later, but okay. Yeah. Uh, change up. If the season ended today, do you believe that DeGrom deserves to win both the Cy Young and the national league MVP? <sighs> I mean, obviously the Cy Young. I mean, that's no question there. It's gonna be very, very close for the MVP. Um, cause it's between him, Tatis and Acuna, right? If it mm-hmm. ended right now. So if it ended right now, yes. And the reason I'm saying that is because the Mets would be in the postseason right now. Right. Okay? But DeGrom going forward, DeGrom's hurt again. Okay. He also, like, I know there's the statistics about him swinging the bat in this end, but they're wondering if it's because he's swinging the bat or is it because of this substance? There's so many different things that could, I mean, that, that are going to happen from this point forward. So since you brought that up, I'm just going to tie in. I had another question, including okay. him. So we'll just, I'll just tie this into it as well. Or two pitches at the same time. Two pitches wow. at the same time here. Okay. Um, how concerned should the Mets be about his latest injury? I, I mean, he came back. This the first one was super concerning, and then he came back. This one seems a little less concerning just because they're deducing that it's because now they're saying, come up to a bat and just stand there. That that's what they're thinking of doing. Don't even swing, just stand there. 
I mean, which is wild because that's how good he is, but I would do that. I mean, he's the best pitcher on the planet without question. So you got to do something. You got to keep him in there. I mean, the Mets really don't have much of a chance unless you have DeGrom out there acing it up all over the place. Mm -hmm. Um, But to go into that, like if he continues to get hurt and be this injury dude, I don't know. Acuna's right on your tail, you know? And if, if Atlanta can figure out what the pitching situation, there's so many <laughs> factors going in there. And do the Mets really hold on to it? You know, I know, uh, is Lindor, like Lindor has been okay, but is he, is he going to ever take off? I don't think so. Conforto's not been good this year. And he's one of their dudes that usually, um, comes in there. So it's just, again, a really weird analyst. I would say yes. Now, what would you say? Like, yeah, season into, would you say he's the MVP? I mean, if I had to vote, yes. Yeah, right now, absolutely. Yeah. I think he deserves okay. both. Yep. Okay. I, I, but, but I, I still think, I, I, I mean, if Kakunia continues, I mean, and Atlanta re- gets themselves in the playoffs, which they very well could, I might have to get, it's always one of those things. And even like Eckersley will say, it's like he's, he's won an MVP. Dennis Eckersley, and he, I mean, he says, I'm not going to give it back, but he's been publicly outspoken and said pitchers shouldn't win MVP, mm-hmm. you know, but I mean, I, this is, this is DeGrom, you know, and he's, is he going to fade off? He might. I mean, these are stupid numbers. These are stupid, you know, spitball. Okay. Mr. Space is going to Fenway park for a ball game. Okay. What's your day in the park menu look like with no money restrictions? Oh boy. So I haven't done a lot of this. I haven't been to Fenway in a long time, but so there's a couple of things I want to do. Um, so first you walk in, have you been, you've been to Fenway? Yeah. Yeah. I've been to Fenway a few times. So it's great because they, they cut off the streets. So you just celebrate on the streets, right? Mm-hmm. Which is cool. Um, so you got to go in there. You got to shop. You got to buy some stuff. I would like to eat at Rem Dogs. I haven't ate there at Rem Dogs. I would love to do that. Um, I would like to take a tour of the stadium. I have not done that yet. I would love to go up in the monster seats. I still haven't done that. Um, and if you take the tour, I think that you put you, they put you in the monster. They take you, you know, it'd be really cool to sign. They, they probably take you to the booths and all that. That'd be really cool to do. Um, I've been in the 406 club. I've, I've sat there one year. I wouldn't sit there. I'd probably sit. Yeah. I'd probably have to sit right behind home plate or something like that. That'd be, that'd probably be the best way to sit there um or the monster seats i'd love to sit those are the two spaces i'd love to sit you know it seems like a cool thing where'd you sit when you went to boston years ago uh let's see i've sat over on the third baseline mm-hmm. um up, up yes like, yeah yep. up but on the third baseline uh the other time i went i was out in the bleachers which was really cool okay that yeah, was my first out there. that was my first yankee red Sox game uh, I sat out in the bleachers. Are, how'd you get those tickets? Those are like virtually impossible. Uh, my uh, my sister's boyfriend got them, called me up, and was like, "Hey, so I'm gonna get these tickets. Would you be interested in going?" And I said, "Yes, yes, yes. I don't even care if it's if it's if it's Fenway Park that I'm going to my first year. Oh, you gotta go. I don't care. Yeah, you gotta go. Yeah, no, I was in complete enemy territory, but it was fun. It was a good. Did time. you wear the Yankee gear when you went? Hell no, I'm not stupid. My, also, M told me I wasn't allowed to because she didn't want to watch me get beat up. So what'd you wear? I just wore like a a, a regular golf baseball hat, <laughs> t-shirt, shorts. I mean, it was the it was the middle of July. It was hot. Yeah, that's yeah, the okay. one thing I would say is that was 
it was a lot of fun, but when that sun came out, it was a miserable experience. Oh my God. They pack you in. I I remember sitting there in the middle of July when Manny was playing out and uh, I was on the first, I was on the third base side, you know, and uh, oh my God. Oh, but yeah, we were, (laughs) we were in the, uh, yeah, we were in the right field bleachers. Um, It was, it was like outside from it being unbelievably hot. It was a good time. Yeah. Yeah. I bet you enjoy like walking around the street and seeing all, like that's uh, the see, I like Fenway. Like I enjoy, awesome. I, mean, I understand it's enemy territory, but for me, but I enjoy the atmosphere around it more. So like, I like new Yankee stadium. I enjoyed it. I loved the old Yankee stadium better, in my opinion. Sure. I think it's better. New Yankee stadium is a just beautiful stadium. It's nice. But the one thing Fenway does have though, is it's like you have like this community. Yeah before you enter the ballpark. Whereas when you go to Yankee stadium, it's just a stadium in the middle of the city. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's, it Fenway park is much more welcoming. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it reminds like Yankee stadium kind of reminds me of when I went to Dodger stadium, it's literally a stadium in the middle of the city. That's, that's just what it is. Whereas like you go to Fenway park or even Kaminsky park in Kansas city, it's kind of got like this, this welcoming atmosphere. So it doesn't seem like you're just, you know, on the highway and then boom, here's a stadium. It, it's kind of like welcomes you in. There's, there's things to do. It kind of gets you ready for the game type deal. Yeah. That's what a lot of uh, ballparks have like truly tried to embrace, like going forward. I think like the new Atlanta ballpark sort of does this stuff. Like that's kind of the thing. And they'll put up restaurant and you just you walk through the gates and then it's like a facility. Some of them even have like hotels right there and you just mm-hmm. walk, you know, um, which is interesting, but I like it when they infuse it. Boston does that. Uh, pirates have that what's interesting is, is out in uh new york i've always like compared it. it's like i haven't i still haven't been to the yankee stadium but like i think about it it's like that's like the cathedral you mm-hmm. know everybody's like gotta be on their best behavior boston's more of this dirtier underground okay you spilled ketchup on your shirt but it's cool because whatever you know what i'm saying like yep. it's it's just a different vibe um so no, I'm glad, I'm glad you enjoyed your stuff there. Did you get some good food or? Yeah, man, I got a, I got a couple hot dogs and some beer. Go. It was, it yeah. was good. Okay. It was good. Do you remember who won? What was that? Do you remember who won the times you went? I know uh, the second time you went, the Red Sox killed them. Yeah, no, it was, it, it was, it was awful. The first time I went, I believe the Red Sox won too. I don't remember who they played though. It was someone, it was someone in the central. It was AL central oh. team. I just don't remember what, what team it was. I mean, that was, we're talking over 10 years ago. Okay. Uh, the first time I went. So I, I truly don't remember. I just know the Red Sox won. Okay. Um, and then Yankee stadium, the two times I've seen, actually every time I've seen the Yankees play, they've won. I've never seen the Yankees lose in person. I've seen, you know, the funny thing for me, and this is a quick aside. There was a period of time where, cause we'd go to more Boston games. I was growing up, probably like maybe one a year, one every two years, but it was always Tim Wakefield. And as much as I love Tim Wakefield, it's not fun to watch pitch some guy throw 70 miles an hour all the time. It was right. so, it was like, please, can it, Wakefield. And I'm like, <laughs> you know, because we want to see, Pe- we've seen Pedro. I've seen Pedro, but you want to see Pedro pitch, you know? Because I remember Absolutely. one time I saw, I was in Tampa and I saw, this was right before the deadline, before they both got traded, Lester versus David Price. Oh, nice. And I was sitting like somebody had Budweiser seats. They gave them to me and I was sitting there. They're both like, I was sitting on the first base side. So I, I was watching these two, you know, in their prime, just 
firing ball. It was insane. And you see Wakefield. <laughs> like, it's like, oh, my God. Oh, you know. But, yeah, I got to go. I got to return there, too. And, you know, when I get back to Tampa, I'll be returning to the worst stadium in baseball. But it's comfortable, and they have air conditioning. There you so, go. That's all you need. When you come down there, we can go see uh, that. You know, you can wear your Yankee gear. I can wear it. Nobody cares. Just walk right in. Good. Mm-hmm. Good. I like that. All right. What do we got? Three more? Uh, yes, sir. Fastball. Do you believe Glass now is justified in blaming Major League Baseball's crackdown for his UCL? Oh, my God. I want to talk about this so bad. Let me pull up these statements. I got to pull up these statements because I got to read them out loud. Do you have them on hand or no? Uh, no, but I can I can see if I can grab them. Let's for you. see. Glass now's statements. I got to pull this up. I got to find this because it's just absolutely, you know. Okay. I think I found it. Okay. But I just threw 80 something, 70 whatever innings. And then he just told me I can't use anything in the middle of the year. I had to change everything I've been doing the entire season. I truly believe that's why I got hurt. Me throwing a hundred and being six, seven is, is why I got hurt, but that contributed. I'm just frustrated that they don't understand how hard it is to pitch one, but to tell us to do something completely different in the middle of the season is insane. Okay. First of all, stop being a whiny baby. All right. You come on out here. You're, you're ace of the raise your team's in first place. And you say, Oh, it's baseball's fault. I got hurt. No, everybody's playing by these same rules. Everybody. All right. I'm not saying I'm, I'm agreeing with you or disagreeing with you or even how baseball implemented it. Maybe you're right. Maybe they should have waited until the end of the season. I don't know, but they're the reason you got hurt. That, that means most everybody would get hurt now. So then I'm also sitting here on this and this actually contributed to me starting to rethink this whole banned substances thing. So if you, if you remember Growing up, watching baseball, there was a handful of players that could throw in the high 90s. You had like Randy Johnson and Pedro Martinez and like Kurt Schilling. And, you know, you'd have a handful of dudes that could just fire the ball, right? And then most everybody would pitch like mid to low 90s, maybe, you know, you know, low night. And that's how it was. So was there a point in recent things? Because now everybody fires it. You know, because right. right now it would be like Araldus Chapman and like, you know, just a few dudes, right? Like DeGrom, you know, whatever, just a few dudes, Cole, mm-hmm. whatever. Um, but now you have everybody throwing mid to high 90s, bullpen, starters, everybody. And did, was there a change? Are these bands, are these substances empowering pitchers, knowing the fact that they have that they can just push it to the limit and just fire it? Because at one point it used to be about command and now it seems to be much akin to what offense was like, hit the home run. Now it's light up that radar gun. I agree with you. Which that's what baseball I think is getting, trying to get a hold of. And in Mm -hmm. that substance, I think they're correct, which I normally don't agree with baseball and a lot of stuff or whatever, but I think they're correct. And maybe that's why Glassdale is complaining. And that's a wussy thing to do because it's like, how about you command the ball, you know, 
Because there's players that could do it. Like Hideki Okajima, if you remember, in the bullpen in Boston, threw like 86 miles an hour, but was the closer. And he actually, like, if you contributed and lined up all his innings, he threw perfect games, innings after inning in a row, throwing 86. Okay? R.A. Dickey won the Cy Young Award. All right? So, but now it's just everybody just fire it. And it's it, and that's empowered pitchers, and then they know they're not going to lose it. Now, I don't know. That's where I stand on this whole thing. What say you? I think it's incredibly soft. It, it makes glass now look like yeah. a wuss. It really, it's just, to me, it's just another example of these, of, of athletes in general nowadays that have absolutely no mental fortitude, do not know how to overcome any type of obstacle. It's just, how am I the victim? I'm it, it's, it's obviously not my fault. It has to be somebody else's fault. So I have to deflect the blame off of me and I need to find somewhere to throw it. Oh, look, I can just, no pun intended. Uh, I can just blame major league baseball now. Yep. It's clearly not my fault that I, you know, got injured. It's, it's gotta be the fact that you guys are now cracking down on this sticky substance thing. It's just, it's absurd. It really is. It's an absurd. It's a lazy argument to make. And it, it hurts his image. I mean, again, you're a young superstar mm-hmm. in the sport. Why would you it, – it, players nowadays, and I'm not saying that you have to be controlled by your PR people and your, your agents and all that stuff, but I feel like this era of players don't listen to their PR people or their agents or say, hey, should I come out and say this? Is this going to make me look foolish? A lot of players nowadays, and it's not just baseball, it's just in sports in general, they just – it's like diary of the mouth. They just vomit crap out. And nine times out of ten, they say something really stupid, and they end up putting their foot in their mouth. And this is an example or another example of it. But does it matter? Well, I think it matters in the big scheme of things. Like, I mean, when when we look back at this era of baseball, Mm -hmm. he's going to be one of the people that doesn't look so great, in my opinion. I mean, I think, I think if, if this turns into being a big deal, maybe it won't be, I mean, again, it it depends on how baseball is really going to, and obviously we already talked about how they keep screwing things up, but I think he could be the poster child or one of them of, of somebody that we look back on and, and he's frowned upon. Maybe not, maybe it doesn't matter, but. Yeah, I mean, overall, I just think this was just weak sauce. Absolutely weak sauce. For I, I think so, too. It, it's not his fault. Now, now maybe he's right about implementing it halfway through the season. Maybe he has a point there. And maybe he should have just left it at that. But don't be like, it's baseball's fault. I got hurt. Get out of here. You know? Adjust. This is, baseball's all about adjustments. You think, like, did, did David Ortiz complain about the shift and start getting publicly talking about how Joe Madden changed baseball. He's like, no, I got to figure out how to do the shit. This is what baseball is. It's about adjustments and there's an ebb and flow and it swings back and forth. Okay. Did, did players, I haven't heard anybody this season come out and say the ball dead in, and that's why I'm not hitting home runs. Meanwhile, you got Vlad Guerrero jr. Putting up phenomenal numbers and all these other players that are just fine. There's plenty of pitchers that are just fine. Now, again, I don't know like what it is, but an injury, get out of here. And also the the empowering thing. Okay. I think that might actually mitigate things a little bit because everybody shouldn't be throwing 98. That's that that's reserved for really top tier Pedro Martinez level players. Sorry. Glass knows not Pedro Martinez. Okay. You know, 
I, I do find that. But so what do you make of that? Do you think baseball should have waited to the end of the season? I mean, the offensive numbers are low. Maybe they're right there. I don't know. Yeah, no, I think baseball made a mistake. They should have either done it before the season or they should have waited to the end of the season. Doing it in the middle of the mm-hmm. season doesn't make any sense. So, yes, I do agree with you that he may have a point on that end. Yeah. But it's still, to me, it still doesn't justify the comment. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Now, what do you think of this stuff? Because I'm thinking about that whole empowering. Like, do you think, like, we'll see more command? Like, what do you think will happen there? As far as... Like, will we see more command or people, like, going, okay, I'm going to pitch 94 instead and dot him. You know, like, Kurt Schilling was like this, you know? Yeah, I think that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, um, but I'm also wondering if, if players, again, coming back to the 10 game, you still get paid suspension thing. I, I wouldn't be shocked if players still do it and just say, you know what? Screw it. That's two starts though. Let's wait for baseball. I understand that, but I'm just, I'm saying in general though, I, I don't see the punishment to justify some of these pitchers, or at least if I was a pitcher and I had been using it and I've made my career off of using this stuff. Mm-hmm. You're telling me that I'm going to get this, I'm going to lose two starts, like you said, but I'm not going to lose any money. You're not docking me anything. If I'm still going to win games, especially like if I'm on a con, if I'm trying to make another contract or I'm, I'm going to become a free agent or whatever it may be, or I'm trying to prove that I'm, you know, I, I belong on this roster. I'm probably going to keep doing it and see what happens. So, you know, like I said, we'll see. Mm-hmm. I just, but on, again, on the other end, what you were saying though, I could also see some pitchers going, okay, you know what? We're going to, I'm not going to try and, you know, laser it in at 99 miles an hour. I'm going to pull back a little bit, try to have a little more control. Yeah. Pull it back to do about a 95, 94 mile an hour heater. But again, we'll see. I mean, we'll see, we'll see how these pitchers choose to, to react. I just, I just think that the comments by glass now though, just, it just looked weak and stupid. And yeah, I think honestly it was, it was immature. It sounded really, really immature. <laughs> okay. So now that we're on the subject, speaking of other terrible comments, your boy Garrett Cole had some comments too, that he made <laughs> since we last talked. What was that? <laughs> this is not my throwback, but it's just part of the conversation because there's some pictures making some really, not yeah, very you're, smart comments. You're talking about his, um, I can't really answer that question, even though it was pretty much like a yes or no question. Is that what we're talking about? Yes. Yeah. Um, I don't, I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't, again, this comes back to, do you guys ever speak to PR people? Do you, do you guys not understand how to talk to the media or have conversations with the media? Like if you, if he didn't want to answer that question, he could have, there was a thousand different ways he could have diverted that question into or just politically do do a politician way of just talking around the question mm-hmm. and not actually answering it instead he goes oh i don't really know how to answer that question and it's like okay well it's either a yes or no and since you're not going to answer it it's clearly a yes you 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 use the yeah, you use I'm cheating. substances yes exactly I'm i mean cheating, but all these other players did it and it's been passed down from generation to generation like what are you talking about yeah <laughs> you know? it's just again like these play like it's it's ignorance is what it is, and I think it 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 bothers me maybe more than it should. But again, I just I don't understand. I don't understand why players are so stupid right now. 
all like all these athletes are just so stupid. Like you don't know how to handle the media. I don't understand how you don't get it. Well, I'll challenge you on this thing because you are very like this. At least they're giving us stuff to talk about, you know, with all due respect, like Jeter was like the go-to Jeter. Like, you know what a Jeter answer is going to be. Like, you don't even have to interview him. You know what he's going to say. Yeah, exactly. We're a team. Oh, baseball made these things. We'll make adjustments, move on. You know what he says? Okay. You know, thanks, John Kerry. But if you, at least if you have this, there's something to talk about. It's something candid, something entertaining, even though it's stupid. You know what I'm saying? Like there's at least that aspect to it that there there's some personalities in there which is weirdly entertaining and good for the game and i hear you on that i do it does give us talking points it gives us an opportunity to have these types of discussions about it and kind of make fun of them for being stupid but it just it i don't know i find it a little alarming though that these players are this bad at it i understand that there's no course that you know you're not going through any sport and all of a sudden they have like a a course on how you handle the media or how you answer tough questions. I get that. But most of these people have handlers. Like they have people that handle everything for them, whether it's their manager, again, they've got their PR people, they've got their agent. It's just, it's, it blows my mind that, that the majority of these players aren't better at this, better at, at handling these types of questions. If they don't want to answer them. If you yeah. want to answer them or you want to say something stupid like glass now, that's totally fine. You just want to, you know, shove your foot in your mouth. That's your business. Yeah. But I just, you know, it, it just, I, I just don't understand. I, I truly don't. I don't well, get the it. social media age contributes to it and, and they feel empowered. And then there's that's less true. control where you can just go after people. Like with all due respect, you can go after Tony La Russa and just say like, there's a different culture going on and baseball's trending and, and it's the players and, 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 and I get all that, but weirdly you do make the point. It's like, you'd think you'd also be smart about it a little bit, you know? Um, and I do agree at that point, but I do like the candid stuff. Like to me, one of my favorite interviews ever, when they asked Tori Hunter about some fight or something like that. Do you remember this years ago? No. So they, you should watch this. It's really funny. They, there was some brawl and I, I think he was on Detroit. And they asked him about it and he just kind of went, eh. and they kept asking. Him, he just kind of went eh, and he made it funny, which was actually very amusing and entertaining. And, and I do kind of, I did enjoy that as opposed to, you know, different teams, this and that. Andrew McCutcheon has done stuff like that too, which is very funny. So, um, but yeah, in the end, it's, it's not baseball's fault. They got hurt. Okay. Maybe, you know, throw a little less, get better command. Right. You'll be fine. All right, so we got two questions left. You got to throw one back at me. I do. So do you want to just ask me a question now? Because one of the last questions is knuckleball, so you got to do that one. Oh, I got to throw this one now. Yeah, you want to throw it now, and then we'll end with the knuckleball. Okay, Okay. so how about this? Uh, Corner that question, savor it, and I'll discuss if I want to uh, talk about it in the final, okay? Okay. In in my segment, okay? okay? So let's throw it back now. Here's my question here. Chris Lavalley, and I'm preface this before the show. I said, because Lavalley sometimes like to do these gotcha questions. So I'm going to do this. Right now. <laughs> Chris Lavalley. Yes, sir. I've listened to your show, Lavalley Sports Talk, which is on this network here. Yes. I remember a year or so ago, okay. you went very, very hard on the Houston Astros. 
Okay? Yes, they did. Very, very hard on the Houston Astros, saying they're cheaters, saying they should have their World Series stripped away from them, correct? You are correct. Um, they're all terrible. They sacrifice puppies to Dark Lord whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, it's all accurate. All ter- you were crapping all over orbit in my uh, pointless 64 season. You I was. were very um, hard, hard on the Houston Astros. You even asked me uh, going into 2020, is Jose Altuve a bum? And is all the success based off of being uh, having pitches tipped to him, basically. I forgot about that, but yes, that's true. So I've said, and I've taken much more measured stance, I've said Astros are still hitting. Astros or whatever. Let's take a look at the Houston Astros. Okay. The Houston Astros lead all of MLB with a 275 batting average in all of MLB. They're seventh in home runs, third in the AL. They lead all of MLB in RBIs, OPS, and on base percentage. Michael Brantley is batting 344 with 21 RBIs. Jordan Alvarez is batting 301 with 35 RBIs and nine home runs. Yuli Gariel is batting 317 with 48 RBIs and 10 home runs. Jose Altuve is batting 294 with 36 RBIs and 15 homers. Alex Bredman, I know he's going on the AL, uh, is batting 275 with 34 RBIs and seven homers. And Carlos Correa is batting 293 with 37 RBIs and 12 home runs. The Astros are right now the best offense in baseball, I think, without question, with six dudes that can really hit. They're up there with Toronto. They're one of the best, best in baseball statistically. Let's be right. Were you wrong? Cause by now it's without question under dusty Baker, they are not this cheating, whatever team they have talent. Jose Altuve is a true MVP. What do you make of this now? Um, well, I mean, I don't know if I'm wrong yet. Cause they're still in second place and they're behind Oakland. So, okay. you know, I still got that going for me. Uh, they, they are first in everything, by the way. They, they, they are the number one offensive baseball. Uh, you were right about that. They, they, yeah. And they were hurt a little bit. I think that contributed to why they um, are behind Oakland. I am not ready to say I was wrong about them because I'm still not, I'm still not a hundred percent positive that they haven't found a new way to cheat. That's so ridiculous. Why is know? that ridiculous? Because The Astros were the team that just got caught. Okay. Right. Now I'm not saying they're they're it, it's right that you can't be using technology, you can't be doing that stuff, but you can steal signs. Every team steals signs. It's sort of like mm-hmm. what's go- parallel to what's going on here. Ninety percent of pitchers are using some type of illegal foreign substances. You know, so I think it's without question the Astros won the World Series deservedly. So I mean, these guys were all there. I don't think Jordan Alvarez was, but everybody else was. So, yeah. but still, I mean, they still had to cheat to win, though. I mean, it, at the end of the day, I understand what you're saying about the fact that that if if we put baseball under a microscope, yeah, would we see that other teams cheated? Probably. I mean, definitely. Uh, th- definitely. Th- there's a good chance of that. Mm-hmm. But the Astros were the only ones stupid enough to get caught, so. That's part of the problem for them, number but one. The, but the other point is you still have to hit the ball. You know right. what I'm saying? You like, have to hit the ball. But, I mean, right. they, they clearly cheated, though, in order to win that World Series. I mean, it, it was obvious. They screwed my Yankees out of a, out of a World Series berth that year. Uh-huh. So the, the, there's a little, you know, just a, just a little, a mm-hmm. little issue that I have with them because of that. 
Um, I just, I'm not ready to, to say that I was wrong about them because I still, I, I like you say to, to me all the time, it's still early. It's still early. We're only it's halfway, halfway through the season. We haven't even got to the all-star break yet, baby. We're good. We'll see okay. what happens as we The continue. Astros are going to overtake Oakland. Okay. <laughs> and you've got, I think all of these guys are going to, most of these guys are going to make the all-star team. You know, most of them. Well, maybe. They're all like second. The only reason they're getting second is because of the, the bad nature of it. But Altuve is going to make the all-star team. Okay. Guriel is definitely going to make the all-star team. Alvarez is, those three will make the all-star team probably. For sure. You know? Look, I'm not saying they're not playing yeah. well. I'm, they're playing pretty well, except for the fact that they're still behind Oakland. Um, yeah, okay. Hold on to that until they overtake them, okay? Because they, they're going to overtake them. They're going to absolutely overtake them. I'll bet that one. If they don't, though, yeah. do I get to say I was right? I don't know, but I'm just saying, like, I, I, I think the main point is the Astros' success cannot just be solely attributed to them stealing signs one season. And, it, like, it's ridiculous to me. No, I get what you were you know? saying. But yeah. I would push back and say that I'm not saying that they've only been successful because they cheated. Yeah. But they were definitely successful that year because they did. I, I'm saying they're successful all around, and they probably went too far. That they, they went too far. They flew too close to the sun, and here you go. And then, they've only won one World Series, right? I'm not. I'm, I haven't lost yeah. my mind. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So they won one World Series. The yeah. year that they won the World Series, they cheated. So if they can win another World Series within the next couple of years, then I'll say I was wrong. Uh, well, yeah, that's going to be tough anyway because it's so weird. Since this all went down, like besides Altuve, like Bregman and Correa are gone. They're gone. In, in like, yeah, I want to, I forget who, but one of them's like up for, he's going to get a ton of money in the offseason. I think it's Correa actually. He's going to hold off. Um, okay. Well, so here, like Springer's I'll, already I'll, left the coop and everything like that. I'll do you one better. They, so, have the, they have the number one offense in baseball right now, right? Yeah, for sure. If they make the World Series this year and they win the World Series this year, I will admit that I'm wrong. <laughs> they have to win the World Series? Okay. Well, well dude, I mean, realistically speaking, they won a World Series by cheating. You see, that's, yeah, that's, that's so, my... That's see, yeah, my, I can't get behind that. That's the thing. I can't get behind that. You know? I, I don't know how you can't get behind it, though. It because was proven. It, it helped them. It did help them. Well, no shit. Cheating helps a lot of <laughs> they people. Had, that's they had the to problem. hit the ball. And these, my point is, they had to hit the ball, and obviously these guys can hit the ball. Yes, you they know? can. That's great. But I mean, it also helps when you had, you had people tipping pitches. Okay. And everything well, else that they were doing. Okay. Well, you at least say Altuve can hit the ball. Okay. Sure. He can hit the ball. Okay. Because you were asking me last year, can this guy genuinely hit the ball? I'm like, yes. Well, he was batting like, about? he was batting like 185 last okay. year. He was awful. Yeah, he was, but so were a lot of players. And so it was, it was a whatever season, to be quite honest. But Altuve can hit the ball. Yes. <laughs> yes. Altuve I'll, I'll, I'll can at least hit the get ball. that. Yes. I will tell uh, you, Altuve can hit the baseball. <laughs> yeah. There, there you go. There. All right. You're welcome, Richard. There you go. Okay. <laughs> we'll, we'll, close, <laughs> we'll close it out with a knuckleball here. Who is the youngest player to homer in five straight games? Woo. Are you ready for your choices? All right. Ken Griffey Jr., okay. Ronald Acuna Jr., Okay. Albert Pujols. Hmm. I'm going to go with Griffey. Incorrect. Ronald Acuna Jr., 20 years, 
239 days in 2018. Man, he's he's a good player. He's could win the MVP, too. He could very Mm -hmm. well win the MVP. Mm -hmm. Um, All right, yeah. That's the nine pitches, yeah. Yeah, final thoughts, baby. What do you got? Final thoughts. Okay, so um, what did I have? Um, We talked a lot, so let me see here. Yep, I talked to you about Garrett Cole, went off with the Oscars offense. Tiger Glass now was on there. So uh, final thoughts, uh, let's start with this. Fantasy baseball, I'm still in it, still third. I think I won last week. I'm barely winning this week, but we're, we're doing okay. Nothing right. crazy there, just staying consistent. Um, what was your question? And I want to see if I wanted to answer it, see if we can talk about that. I okay, so it, it actually, it, it deals with your Red Sox. And yeah. I was wondering how successful you believed Chris Sale will be as he returns from the IL. And do you think he'll be that added piece to help catapult the Red Sox to the world series? I'll say this. I think Chris sale, and I'm going to say this right now, Chris sale is not going to be this ACE. He's not going to be Garrett. Cole. He's not going to be all this stuff that everybody thinks he's going to come in and be this Messiah. He's not going to be that. Could he okay. be a solid, like number two esque type player, even though he is the ACE, but could he be a solid number two S player? I think so. I do. Um, they're going to have to revamp what he's going to do. They can't push him. They're going to have to, um, they're going to have to control it and handle it that way. And I think he will be effective, but he is not going to be the same player. He was, I think his best years are behind him. He's not going to be this Cy Young every year. It's that's over. And I think there's this really false hope set out for Chris sale. And I want Red Sox fans and people understand it because they're being fed nonsense with this, including some people talking about it. What do you would say you about Chris sale? Um, you know, I, people coming back from that type of surgery, man, I mean, it's, it's kind of like a, um, you know, I, I kind of attribute it to a basketball player or a football player coming back from, you know, like an ACL injury. It's, you're never, they're never back a hundred percent. Never. They're never going to be a hundred percent of, of what they used to be. I think you'll probably get 85% Chris Hale probably for the rest of his Which career. Is good. So he'll be I mean, about 85% of what he used to be. Yeah. No, I'm not saying that that's anything bad, Yeah, but I agree no. with you. I think I, I, now I believe that he's going to, my opinion will be, he's going to come out and he's probably going to come out Rocky. And I think that as the season progresses, yeah. I think he'll get better. Yeah. So come the postseason time, I think there's a really good shot that you could see the best that we've seen of Chris sale, meaning of the season of, you know, this regular season. So I, I, while I don't think he's going to be, you're not going to see Jason DeGrom out there, but no, but I think that he can be your, while he'll be considered your quote unquote ACE. I think he he'll be as good as a number two starter. Yeah. Yeah. In the postseason for you. I think so that's a fair expectation. And I don't think he needs to be much more, to be honest. I no, think he no, he doesn't, good. which is why I think I believe I, I've already told you, I think you guys are the best. You guys are going to make it to the World Series. And I think that wow. Chris Sale is going to put you guys in perfect position, especially if you make a move at the trade deadline that you need to make. If you get like you said, if you get another starter in there, too, mm-hmm. uh, I think you guys are you guys are going to be smooth sailing. It's going to be so fun. It's going to be so fun. Well, good. That's a good, I think that's because there's so many people thinking like, this is just a change. It was like, it's not, um, but yes, thank you. Astros can hit. Okay. Everybody Astros can hit. Just want you to know everybody know that, you know, and this is not a whole show where 
me and LaValley get and hug and kiss each other all, all, all episode. All right, take it back. You look like an idiot with your hat on backwards. All right, everybody, <laughs> that's going to do it for this week's edition of Spaceball, brought to you by the Sideline Network. As always, thank you so much for tuning and listening. I greatly appreciate it. Please be sure to check us out wherever you get your podcast, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, wherever it may be. Please leave us a comment, give us a rating and a review. We would greatly appreciate it. And be sure to check out all the other great podcasts we have for you from the network, including Drinks with Dan, Richo's Rant, LaValley Sports Talk Pod, and Richo and Lala. That is it. That's all we have for you this week. Be well, stay safe. Talk to you all again in two weeks. (laughs) 